ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. This is Janice Porter, and I have, of course, a special guest this week. This week, it is Diane Helbig coming to us from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, the uh, do we call that the Midwest, Diane? Is that the Midwest? Or is that, yeah. Awesome. So welcome to the show. I know um, Ohio is a hotbed for football and basketball. Are you even involved in any of that? Are you a sports fan? Yeah, I am. Yes. Um, yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Okay. I just thought I'd ask that. I, I you have to you have to go with the flow with me because I never know where the questions are going to come from. So there you go. <laughs> it's all good. So before we get into the the real topic of conversation, I just want to tell my audience a little bit about you. Diane is a business advisor and trainer, an award-winning speaker and author, and also a podcast host. She serves small business owners and professionals who want to realize better outcomes and greater happiness. Diane likes to say her superpower is being a pragmatic possibilities thinker, which I love. And I, I kind of think that uh, I read somewhere, I know you have a book called Success Succeed. I know you have more than one book, but this book particularly, Succeed Without Selling, where you say that, you know, um, no sell, you're the no selling sales expert. So I'd love to dig in there and start with that and have you share a little bit for me. Great. Uh, I, and I would love to. Thank you so much. It's one of my favorite topics. So oh, perfect. Um, okay. I, I firmly believe that we need to get this whole idea of selling out of our head because when we're thinking about selling, we're thinking about ourselves and oh, we engage in ways that are really um, unattractive. Let me say it that way. Um, so I think we should be relationship building and being totally open to learning about the people who we are coming into contact with and the companies that we are coming into contact with so that we can identify if they fit in our world, how they fit in our world, how we can best help them. You know, maybe it's how they can best help us, whatever that is, but just genuine an honest, open, um, intentional look at who are they you know what what's going on with them well I knew that when we first met and we met on LinkedIn and um we did exactly that because you speak my language and um I'm sorry I'm, <coughs> I'm having a little coughing fit here um I knew when we met that that you spoke the same language as me it's all about relationship building and in order to um have people get to know you, like you, and trust you, the age-old um, phrase of know, like, and trust, you have, to, um, you have to ask questions and you have to make it about them, not about you, which is what you said when you're selling, you're thinking about you. So I love that. Um, so what would you say the 
I'm going to put you on the spot, but what do you say the three top things are that you teach people about how to do that effectively? Ooh, um, so the first thing is to, it's going to sound probably a little funny, but um, assume the people you're talking to don't need what you have to sell. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it takes you out of, you know, now you're not in that whole headspace. Right. Um, the second thing is to ask a lot of questions and, and not just about the thing that you solve, but questions about them because you're really trying to identify, is there a fit? I, I might be able to help you, but should I get into a relationship with you? Right. So, you know, the, the more questions you can ask. And, and I think the third one is um, be prepared to walk away. You know, be, be prepared to say, I am not the best resource for you. This is not a good fit. What, whatever it is. Uh, and, and not chase the money. Those are really good. All three of those are really good. Um, it, it's, it, I don't know, like when I meet somebody on LinkedIn, first of all, I'm just seeing their profile, right? And so that's the first impression I get as to whether I'm warming to them or not, right? And it might be something in their picture that I like. It might be something in their um, in their headline, or it might just be their tone of voice in their about section, but that makes me want to move net to the next um, phase. Um, there's too many people that I think just connect, 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 and don't even pay attention. So right away to me, that's a negative. Like, did you even look at my profile? <laughs> right? Honestly, to, to find out anything. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, it's funny because this just happened to me on LinkedIn where a woman reached out and said, um, I'm uh, something about being in the roofing industry and uh, I'm not pitching anything. We just love to connect, blah, 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 whatever. So it's like, okay, you know, happy to connect. Yeah, no problem. And, and I'm thinking in my head, there's like a little warning over here because I'm not in the roofing industry. But right. I write for a roofing magazine. Right. I saw so that. Thinking, yes. Okay. Maybe that's the connection. Yes. Right? About a week or so goes by and she sends me another message on link, LinkedIn where she says she starts telling me about her and what she does. And she's going to go ahead and sign me up for her newsletter oh, where she offers this information. I'm thinking, okay, hang on a second. I, yeah. I don't own a roofing company. Like it is obvious that this is who you are thinking I am like yes you did some research but you didn't do enough yeah to know so you know I, I responded to her and said please do not sign me up for your newsletter which you know is a huge no-no right exactly and I I'm not I mean she and I do the same thing so yeah hello and it's anyway and I know when that happens for me, sometimes I want to reach out and teach them that this is the <laughs> wrong way, right? But what's the point? There's enough people out there that that get it and you can help. But 
there is part of me that goes into teacher mode. I know. Um, In fact, I do that in the supermarket too. So I can't help it, you know, um, in terms of (laughs) customer service. And, you know, if, if I'll never forget this, this is a little aside, but I once had a grocery um, cashier, young guy um, who really, first of all, I, I said, are you going to bag my groceries? And he said, well, if you want me to, I'm like, don't they, isn't that part of the job? And he said, uh, no, not really. Oh, okay. Well, would you mind packing my groceries for me? And then he was really rude and, and really said, they don't teach us. I went over and complained. I'd never saw him again after that. It was just yeah, bizarre. But anyway, that's an aside. <laughs> so back to you. Um, one of the other quotes I saw that you, that you say is you always have to be, we always have to be innovating you know, changing it up. And I'm thinking that, you know, I, I saw that you said, we tend to keep doing the same things, even if they aren't working for us. So when you're um, uh, advising pe- business owners and training business owners, how do you get them to, you know, get off that stuck? Because we do get in a rut. Yeah. So I ask them questions like, um, what do you think would happen if, and then mm-hmm. I give them the if, Because what I have realized is we do the same thing that we've done before, even if it's not getting us the result we want, because we we're used to it, it's comfortable and we can't really think of something else. So, you know, I will come up with an idea of something I think will work, uh, but I can't just say, go do this. Right. So um, a couple of questions that I like to ask are, you know, what would happen if you Mm -hmm. tried this, you know, how would you feel about that? What if we gave this a shot? And um, is what you're currently doing, getting you what you're Mm. seeking? Because they have Mm -hmm. to own that, that they're not getting where they need to be. Right. Yes. Or they won't make the change. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So when the, the kind of clients that you work with, where are they at when they come to you? Are they like, they're pulling their hair out, they're going to lose their business or are they, are they just starting out or which, you know, what's your favorite kind of client? Who do you work with the most? Yeah. So interestingly, it's all over the place. Um, okay. I think the people I like working with the most are the people who get it. Like they know that what they're doing isn't working for them, but they really don't know what else to do. They, they don't know what to change. They, they are so in a habit of, of doing things a certain way. So um, they're really not getting to goal or, or they feel like they are working so hard and they just aren't, um, they don't have enough clients, whatever. That's not the problem, but they're just working too much. Like they don't know how to let go. They, they don't know how to delegate. They don't know how to, they really think, well, if I don't do it, you know, or no one's going to do it like I do. And so helping them, like get over that hump. That's really yeah. a hard one for me too, actually. But I'm wondering if it's a hard one because I haven't found the right support person yet. Right? You need a person words, to delegate to? Yes. Yes. In other words, um, because I've tried different things and I'm still trying, you know, one person to help me with this, a different person to help me with this, obviously, um, and that. But um, but I'm still it's almost like I have to still do it anyway, or I have to redo it, or I have Uh to, I don't know. It's just, 
if I haven't found the right person that I can trust to go and write those newsletters or to write, I don't know. It's just, is it about money? Is it about paying, Get you get what you pay for? Or is it about just finding that person who loves to do that thing that you hate to do? You know? So part of it is, and I think this is most of it, frankly, mm-hmm. is owning the fact that they're not going to do it just like you, but it doesn't yeah. make them wrong. Right. Yeah. So makes sense. we, we have to be able to say, um, okay, their method might be a little different, but, you know, as long as they're ticking the boxes, as long as they yes. understand this is what I'm looking for and I'm getting it, then I have to let go of some of that. You know, I, I have to realize that there's more than one way to pack a box, right? Yeah. So yeah. What, what, what's, what I like to say to my clients is, what's your priority? What's more important? Where is your time best spent? Where are you going to have the greatest impact in your business? And what will be the impact? Let, you know, let's say they don't, you know, it's not as eloquent or what, you know, I mean, typos is a problem, right? Yeah. Design yeah. is a problem. But right. to what degree is it not working out is really what it comes down to. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. It does. I, if you're, I, I can ideal or, you know, intellectualize all of this, but when it actually comes to doing it, it's a whole different story, yes. right? Whole different. Thing. So, yeah, yeah it, it just is. So is that, um, I'm going to go back to your book for a second, Succeed Without Selling. Is that your latest book, Diane? Yes. Yes. Okay. And um, what would you say then the top two ways to succeed are if it's not by selling? And I know we've talked a little bit, but we can bring it back around. Yeah. So so I think the biggest way is to um, be in discovery all the time. Mm-hmm. So one of my chapters is about um, the ABCs of sales, which, which, yeah. you know, were always be closing, always which is the closing. worst idea in the world. Right. Right. So I changed it to always be curious. Right. So, I think Perfect. when you're curious, yeah. you are so much more um, present in mm-hmm. the moment. You are mm-hmm. so much more yourself that you are more attractive to the people you're talking to. And, um, you are able to really identify, you don't miss out on really great relationships because when you're always closing, you're always looking at people as dinner. You know, I like to say <laughs> everyone is, you know, yeah, a sale. They're not, yeah. they're, they're just, they're not right. So I think that is my biggest one. And, and it's curious everywhere. It's curious when you're networking, it's curious when you're doing prospecting research, you know, curious when you do outreach. Um, the, the other, the second one is do outreach to get a meeting, not to get a sale. Yes. I read that and I went, hallelujah. She, again, you think like I do, right? It's not about the end result. It's about opening up the door, right? Yes. Yeah. To it, learn. That, yes. You don't know whether A, you can help them and B, whether you want to. Yes. Until you have a conversation with them. But so many people go into it with, well, they look just like my, I just have to convince them that I'm the best resource for them. There's no convincing. None. No, no. Do you do a lot of um, 
uh, referrals uh, from, you know, people you meet to other people you meet to you or to your clients and back and forth? Do you do a lot of referral business that way? Yeah. And that can't happen um, authentically if you don't feel comfortable on both sides, right? Right. Yeah. Right. I, I often, I, I, back in the days when I used to do, and you do, I know you do a lot of networking and um, back in the day I used to be in BNI and I did that for a few years, but what I noticed with some people is they would come into the chapter brand new. They didn't know anybody. And yet somebody would give them a referral right away. I think to be nice perhaps and invite them in, but I can't refer somebody I don't know. You should never, you know, I, I have this like 60 day rule that you shouldn't refer anyone until you've known them for at least 60 days. Now, having said that, that there are going to be people you're going to meet who you're instantly going to hit it off with. And you're just going to mm-hmm. know they're your new best resource mm-hmm. or friend or whatever, mm-hmm. but that those are the rare ones. And, and so if you have a policy of you know what? I'm not going to expect referrals from anyone and I'm not going to refer anyone until I've really gotten to know them because you don't know how they do business. You, you know, you just don't know enough about them. And, and I believe our connections are treasures. I do too. And, and we need to hold them as treasures all the time. Respect them, so, right? Respect them. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so let let me ask you this because I think this is something that some people don't really know how to do. How do you connect to people? So do you, you know, you talk to this one person at an event in, or on a Zoom call and you say, you know, I know the right person. I just know that person can help you. Let, let me see. Let me connect you. But mm-hmm. I might say, let me check it out and see if it's a good fit or something because I yeah. Tell me what you would do first in terms of connecting them. So now you've got this person that you think you can connect them to somebody that's in your, in your database, in your community, what would you do? Yeah. So um, typically what I like to do is reach out to the person and say, Hey, I, I know this person, or I met this person who I think could be really valuable for you. Would you be open to, you know, a phone call? Would you be open to an introduction? So I get permission right? That's what I do. Too. That's what I wanted to hear. That's, yeah. yeah. That's so important because they're the person in your network and you don't want to waste their time right. with, right? But, right? but there's some risk involved always, of course, yeah. but they already trust you. So they hope that you're going to send them somebody that that's worthwhile one way or the other, right? Yeah. 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 Now I have people yeah. in my network who will say to me, you don't have to ask. If you think it's someone I should meet, send them over. I trust you. Right. Yeah. And that's like the ultimate, but yeah, of course. Yeah, no, that's, that's priceless. That's really important information. Um, so I also saw that you, um, that you see, uh, where was it? Um, Diane guides her clients to develop their own unique processes and strategies. You see each client as individual, just like I do, I think, when I'm doing their LinkedIn profile. Even though I've got, you know, done um, profiles with, you know, 45 mortgage brokers, they're all unique. Right. So that's right. what I noticed and loved and wondered if you would speak to that. Sure. So too many, um, I it's my opinion that too many sales trainers um, have a 
system. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't, but they try and fit everyone into it. And so what they do is they say, just do these exact things, use these words, say this thing, Mm -hmm. use this script, whatever, and you'll be successful. And no, they won't, because if it doesn't feel comfortable for them, they're not going to do it. So my belief is I, I really get to know my clients. So I get a real feel for you know, what their tolerances are for different things and, and what's going to make them the most comfortable. And then with them create a strategy that they will actually implement because it doesn't feel like they're wearing the wrong clothes. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, I mean, what I say is there's things that you have to do in business and there's things you have to do in sales, but how you do them has an awful lot to do with who you are and what you bring to the table and, and who your employees are and, and who your clients are and all of those things and prospects. So all those things have to come into play. So um, give me an example of a typical client for you. Are they, you know, wh- what, where do they fall? Are they small business owner with staff? Are they a solopreneur? Are they, you know, speaker? What are they? So they're, they're all small businesses. Um, When I train, I train in all size businesses, but when I work um, doing advisory, it's all small business. Um, The industry doesn't matter to me. Okay. Size doesn't matter. Are they brick and mortar? Are they brick and mortar? Are they brick and mortar businesses? Some. Not necessarily. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it it just, some are solopreneurs. Some have 300 employees, some salespeople, some there, yeah, it just, some are men, some are women, you know. Well, from what I've noticed, you have um, been very um, active. You're an active business person in your community, in your city, in your state. You also, um, uh, it seems, have been uh, very visible on many uh, shows like a TV, radio, all of that, which is over the years, I'm guessing. But I think that's amazing. And uh, there's a thing on your LinkedIn that says Newsweek expert, Newsweek expert 2022. Tell me about that. That's kind of fun. So um, in 2021, I think it was during the pandemic, uh, uh, someone reached out to me from Newsweek and invited me to join the Newsweek expert forum. Apparently it's an invitation only sort of thing. And you have to go through an interview process where they make sure that everything on your LinkedIn is true. It's so funny. Did you really write this book? You know, did you really, do you really have a podcast? Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's humorous. Yeah. Yeah. So I joined, I I made it through the the whole thing because everything I said was true. And uh, so for the past, I'm still in it. Um, I'm just part of this expert network. So I get opportunities to write articles for Newsweek and contribute to panel articles for Newsweek and and participate with them. Yeah, that's totally cool. Um, And uh, okay, the the other thing I wanted to ask you about, because this goes back for me a long way, and I I often still, through one of the LinkedIn trainers that um, I listen to, he 
every time he talks, he mentions this, and that's the Dale Carnegie um, book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, because he says it's like his Bible. And I see that you did uh, Dale Carnegie sales training, which I um, I haven't taken it, but I've been to some of the intros and I have a friend who went through that training as well. And I think it's amazing um, thing to have. Yeah. They, do they still teach it like today? Yeah. Is it? Oh, wow. Okay. They do. And they even, so they updated his book um, for um, how to win friends and influence people in the digital age, because, you know, cool. so many things have oh, changed. I should get that. Yeah. I know people who still teach it. I, I took it when, when the company that I worked for said, you have to go into sales. And I said, no, and uh-huh. we argued about it for about a year. And then yes. I knew I didn't have a choice. I said, that, but so I need to take some sort of a, a class. So I took the Dale Carnegie class. It was great. And that book is still my favorite book, especially around sales, because he, it's what it's all about. It's, it's, being more interested in other people than you are in telling people about you or your product or service. You know, it's, it's a goldmine. Exactly. And that when, and just for my audience um, who may not even, I don't know how could anybody could not have heard of it, but that book goes back to what, 1936, 37, or is it? Yeah. Yeah. And yet what he spoke about still holds true today. It's, you know, it's amazing. And, um, uh, and yeah, you just have to turn it into um, how we um, communicate today or where we communicate today, but it's still the same thing. Right. Right. Um, But it's funny that you said that for the digital age, because I just this morning, I don't use Instagram very much at all. And I'm more of a voyeur on there than anything else. I hang out on LinkedIn every day, but I do use Facebook because I figured out how to use that. But Instagram, not so much. So today I saw a reel on Instagram that this um, new connection of mine, and we've had a couple of conversations uh, on Zoom now. I sent her a card and she was um, sharing this on an Instagram reel saying that she got this great card and this is a great way to communicate and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to how to save it or send it to myself or share. I, all I knew was to send her a message or, or to comment. I mean, to comment on it, which I did. But I, I laughed because I'm like, oh, I really don't know how to use this platform. But anyway, it was kind of a nice, cool thing. All right. Um, just before we wrap up, I want to go back to um, something you said about always being curious because curiosity is my favorite word. I live by that same rule. and. I want to know my, I want to ask you my two-part question that I always ask my guests. One, do you believe that um, uh, curiosity is innate or learned? And part two is what are you most curious about today? Boy, do I think it's innate or learned? I think it's, I think it's innate, but it's been, um, it's, it, it, well, for lack of a better way of saying it, I think it, it's been, you know, beaten out of us as we, as we age from childhood on. So I think we definitely were born with it. And then mm-hmm. as we go through life, we're, it, it's just pushed way, way down. So we can get it back. Yes. We just have to, um, what am I most curious about today? 
Um, I am really curious about uh, these, this younger generation, these couple of younger generations and how they motor in the world because they motor very differently than my generation, you know, boomers. Um, and we're the ones who raised them. So I'm fascinated by it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it is very different, isn't it? And yeah, I, I, I'm on that same bandwagon. I, I spoke to a young woman yesterday who's um, a, a, a stylist or an image consultant. It, she mostly does everything online. And it's just wow, so interesting really? to me. Yeah. And her whole concept, because I, I have a good friend who's an image consultant, also a boomer, different, you know, to what this girl was saying. It's a completely different way of thinking. And uh, yeah, it's fascinating. So that's a that's a really good one. Thank you for sharing that with me. Sure. Um, and, and so now before we um, wrap up, I just want to give you one last thing to um, to share with my audience. Uh, a business tip, perhaps, and also tell me about, tell my audience about what you call business therapy. And let's just wrap up with that. Okay, great. And thank you so much for this. Uh, so my business tip is that you can do anything you want in your business. You just can't do it all at the same time. So <laughs> pick, right? That, that That's my business advice always, every day. Okay. Um, so business therapy. So a couple of years ago, I guess several years ago now, I started these groups called the Business Opportunity Network, which has a little bit of referral sharing in it because I, I think you know we should always have the opportunity to do that. Uh, but we call it business therapy because it is an opportunity for people to come together and they can talk about anything they want to that's going on in their business. And we all weigh in and help them. And I help guide the conversation. And, and when I say anything, it's, it's everything from, you know, it's summertime and I really have no motivation to, uh, we lost our three biggest clients in one week. So mm -hmm. it, it is the extremes of conversations and we all learn, uh, we all support each other. And through the process, everyone gets to know each other really well. And so mm -hmm. referrals come naturally right? Mm -hmm. um, they've all helped each other a lot. And, and we always look for, and it's virtual because it used to be in person. And then when COVID hit, it was invaluable during COVID. Um, mm -hmm. We just decided, everyone decided that getting up in the morning and having to drive somewhere just wasn't fun. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, we're keeping it virtual, which opens it up really to more people being able to participate. So uh, do you limit it to an, a specific size number of people? So I, I like to keep it like no larger than 16 people. Cause we meet for an hour and a half twice a month. And I want to make sure everyone gets an opportunity to, to participate. Mm -hmm. um, and I currently have one group, but, and, and it ebbs and flows in the past. I've had more mm -hmm. than one. So like, I don't have a problem with having more. I also try and keep it category um, exclusive. So mm -hmm. people aren't in the same room talking about their business with their competition, you know? So, they can so really do they have to have worked with you? Do they have to no. have worked with you? Oh, no. okay. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. So how would someone find out about that? So they, on my website, um, helbigenterprises.com, they mm -hmm. would find it. Um, I'm trying to remember where it is. I believe it's in, in under the advising tab. 
It is. It's under the okay. advising yeah. tab. Um, okay. It'll say Bon, B-O-N, or they can reach out to me and ask me about it. Okay. I will check that out and I'll make sure that all your information is in the show notes as yeah. well. And I love your title, Chief Improvement Catalyzer at Hellbig, Hellbig Enterprises. Chief okay. Improvement Catalyzer. Love it. This has yeah. been a delight, yeah. Diane. Thank you so Thank much you. for being my guest today. I'm sure my audience have been inspired by your business tips and strategies and thinking around exactly what I preach all the time is it's about relationships. It's about the other person. Show you're interested. Be always be curious, right? Always be curious. Exactly. Right. So thank you so much for being here. Um, very appreciated. And thank you to my audience again for listening in. And I, you know, I appreciate you. And I hope that you, if you like what you heard, that you leave a review and let me know one way or the other. We always like to hear from you. And uh, remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.